what's up? This is Randy with Randy. I'm Randy, and this is a podcast about anything and everything that can drive a sane person stark raving mad. <laughs> like forgetting to do the intro and the outro, so the much-anticipated, long-awaited MB podcast has been delayed <laughs> for two days. <laughs> I don't know. I have no real, I have no real reason other than just... After the gym, I'm like, yeah, no, it's not going <laughs> to happen. Wong Dong Doodle, disappointed. Franklin, disappointed. Everybody's waiting. I hope. <laughs> I can only hope. I know it will, only because MB will, you know, it's all on her. This has nothing to do with me. <laughs> this isn't a rant. This is an MB deep dive into the life of the Michigander. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just going to shut the fuck up and let MB talk while she was home alone on the dog sit uh, doing her thing. So without any further ado, please direct all comments, questions, (laughs) and complaints (laughs) to her. Not to me. I have nothing to do with it. Here we are. All right. This is it. This is the podcast that everyone has been waiting for. There's absolutely no pressure, but all the pressure. This is it. This is MB on the pod. Franklin is going to plot and want, I mean, I think this might be the most anticipated Ranting with Randy podcast of all time. No offense to Lincoln Mitchell, um, but this is it. This is Michigan, Michigan, Michigan. This is coming from the dog sitting, house sitting, alone for the first, staying alone in a house for the first time, which none of us could ever believe. Isn't that crazy? For the first time in your life, you're literally staying Ever. alone. Ever. In a house. In, in your I life. Lived, when I was 18, I moved down to Florida with a girlfriend. Okay. And so we lived together. And then I came back, <clears throat> moved back into my parents' house, and then a year later got married and have just started having babies. And so I've <laughs> always had either a husband or a kid in the house with me, always. How quiet is it there right now? It's so quiet. What's so the- quiet. I almost wish the dogs would make some noise. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, that's why I had to figure out the TV because I was like, frick. She, I told her to leave me instructions for the remotes, and she didn't because there's like 40 remotes for these TVs. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you got to leave me instructions. Can we just go remotes. back for a second to the fact that you just said frick? St- <laughs> Is that- and she didn't leave me instructions, so I... I just kept pushing power buttons, and I finally got one to turn on, and it's on Animal Planet, which is fine. I'm All right. With Animal it's a good Planet. thing you didn't find their porn collection. That could have been slightly awkward. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. And then I didn't want to bother her because I did text her and say, dude, you didn't, you didn't leave me the remote instructions. And she sent me a video of their drive, and she was like, talk later. And she sent me a video, and they're driving through a blizzard trying to get to where they're going. In Florida. No, no, up north. Oh, here. wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. They they're going like, to the... They they're going two hours north. Which yeah, is not the UP. Which is not the UP, which is one of the first things no. we ever started talking about. No, it's it's upper, lower Michigan is what it's called, which makes no sense, I know. It's what? lower Michigan, but it's the upper part of lower Michigan, so it's just before the bridge. First of all, <laughs> what... Okay. <laughs> so upper, said, lower Michigan... Right, because Lower Michigan is under the bridge. Okay, so you're separated by a bridge. 
They Correct. cut Michigan by a bridge. So if yeah, you're below... In the lower peninsula. So when people say they're going up north, it usually just means still in the lower part of Michigan, but up towards the bridge, but not over the bridge. So what, what is it? Is it bad if you cross the bridge? East. Yeah, that's the UP. That's where that's that's like the Key West of Michigan. Yeah, yeah. That's like a little bit of like Free Spirit Cookie Town, where that really, where really bad murder happened. That I that's the one thing I know about about how I learned about the UP was that was that crazy murder that they put on like. Dateline Keith, I think, or something yeah. like that. And I still can't find that story. I'm gonna find. I'm gonna Google. We'll get the mad Googler on it to find it, and and okay. we'll we'll get it to you because it is it is crazy, and it is all about like the the oddities of the UP. So does anybody that's not from the UP cross the bridge, or is it only people that live in Upper oh, Michigan? No, a lot of people go up there for vacation and stuff. You know, a lot of people like they have deer camps up there, so they'll go up for deer season. Or they'll go up in the summer. So, what is it yeah. called when you go? Like, is what what happens when you go like to Western Michigan? Are you still in Lower Western Michigan? Or? So, I'm in West Michigan right now. So I live in West Michigan, which means I'm by Lake Michigan. I'm I'm by Lake Michigan in which the is lower on the quadrant west side of the state. Okay. Yeah. And so yeah, I mean the lakes go all the way up the state. They go all the way up. But I'm in. West, what's considered West Michigan. You have a lot of lakes up there. Lake you have Michigan. a lot of lakes. Yeah, Lake Michigan is a big one. It's one yeah, of the yeah. five great ones, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, and then as you get up into the UP, then it turns into Lake Superior, which is one of the other Great Lakes. And that's where, like, they have all the shipwrecks, like the, um, oh, what's the song? The Edmund Fitzgerald. That's about oh. a shipwreck that took place on, the wreck of the Edmund Fitzgerald that took place on Lake Superior. Okay. So a lot of famous shipwrecks. So you're like a Michigander for life. You're like a Michigander for life. <laughs> Unintentionally, yeah. you know? All right. Well, you got back from Florida. Okay, so let's see. So you got back from Florida. Yeah. When, okay, so what, what were the, what's the pink handcuff story? When was, was that like the job that brought you back to Michigan? Where was that? No, no. So I was, when I was down in Florida, I was selling seashells on the seashore. Like I Sally, you were that person. <laughs> How did you, is, I was. Did you go I knowing you were going to? About me. Did you go? On the seashore. Did you go knowing so that's, that that's what you were going to do? Sell seashells? No. Okay. So cra- here's the crazy story. I'll tell you the crazy story about moving down to Florida. Okay. So my girlfriend and I, we went to high school together, and we graduated. And she was like, "I don't freaking want to go to college." And I was like, "I don't either. I'm so sick of school. I can't stand it." And she's <laughs> like. My dad lives down in Florida. Let's move to Florida. And I was like, all right. And she said, I'll find us an apartment. So her dad was sending her, I remember this a long time ago. So her dad was sending her newspapers with the ads in the newspaper. And there was an ad for an apartment. So she found it and she's like, it's nowhere near the beach, but we can afford it. And I was like, okay, gave her half the money for the down payment. Sight unseen. You didn't even see what it looked like. No, no, just answer the ad. So we get down there. We that sounds totally there. safe today. <laughs> we get down there. I literally had no money by the time we got down there. None. I was flat ass broke. Had no money. Spent all my money on gas getting down there. So we're 18 years old. So we get down there and we get to the apartment and we walk in and there's this guy in there painting. And we're like, who are you? And he's like, I'm the new tenant. And we're like, no, we're the new tenants. And he's like, no, I'm the new tenant. <gasps> and he's like, the landlady lives next door. You want to settle this? So we walk next door, and this woman's like, no, I I ran into this guy, and 
she's like, well, who are you? And we're like, well, who are you? So placed an ad and we answered the ad and we gave him all our money. And she's like, he was my tenant. That was my tenant that was moving out. So we got scammed. So we're 18 years old in Florida with no money going shit. But luckily her dad lived down there. So we go to her dad's office and he's this big wig businessman. Walk into his office and I'll never forget. He's leaned back in this leather chair with a stogie in his mouth. And we're telling him the story and we're crying. And he just busts out laughing. And we're like, this isn't funny. We have, we're homeless. Yeah. We have no money. And he's like, just laughing. He goes, you girls just learned your first lesson in life. He goes, hang on, makes a phone call. He goes, he writes down an address. He goes, go to this address. You're taking How care terrifying of is that? Go, first of all, you rented it out of a newspaper, not even seeing yeah. it. You drove all the way down there. What kind of car did you drive down there in, by the way? Oh, just a Peter. Okay. Peter. Her Peter. All right, good. You go down there, you lose, you get scammed, and then this guy is like, go to this Laughing. place? And he's he writes like, down a random address? He, yeah, so we, so we drive to this address, and it's right on the ocean. We get there, and it is on the ocean. It's this beautiful apartment we walk in it's furnished 100% furnished towels sheets dishes pots and pans you know we own nothing we got our, like our clothes in the car that's all we had and it's 100% furnished it's on the beach it's got a in-ground pool and her dad after mocking us paid our rent okay for, like six months and so it was all he just called in a favor from a friend he was a big businessman after he mocked us and laughed at us for being so stupid, then he rented us this oceanfront apartment for six months. So we were Wow. Back. So actually it worked yeah. out in your favor, honestly. Amazingly. Yeah. Like we would step out our door onto sand. That's we were right on the ocean. It was oh. crazy. All right, so what what so how did this how did the seashell business kick off? So then I didn't have a job. <laughs> she was gonna work for her dad. Her dad gave her a job. I had no job. So I just walked down the beach one day and found this little souvenir shop. And I walked in and was like, hey, I just moved here from Michigan. And they're like, good, we're looking for somebody. So I just started selling shells on the, on the beach. That so is an amazing, that is an amazing, and you stayed there for the six months. And then what happened? Stayed there for the six months. And then me, dumbass again. So I'd been dating this guy all through high school. So he, when he had gone off to college. And he was writing to me, because, of course, before cell phones. So he's writing to me, and he's like, oh. I hate college. I'm dropping out. My dad's getting me a job at General Motors. My dad, his dad was a foreman at General Motors. He goes, my dad's getting me into General Motors. Come home. We'll get married. Blah, blah, blah. That was the proposal? Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so I did. So I went back home to marry my high school boyfriend. So I moved back in with my mom and dad. We got engaged, planned the wedding. A year later, we got married. Wow. And yeah. So, and then a month later, I got pregnant on purpose. I got pregnant on purpose a month later. And he was working at GM. He was making great money. So, yeah. So, I've never lived alone. That is crazy. Isn't that crazy? Almost, You almost need to set up a camera tonight and, like, time lapse your night alone so, so we can see, like, what happens. I know. That's I know. I just figure... I, if I get scared, I'm just doubling up on my melatonin. And I'm just going to drug myself. You have two gigantic... Just for the record, there are two gigantic dogs True. that you're watching. And they bark at everything. Yeah, one German Shepherd, just for the... One German Shepherd and one Husky. Yes. So I yes. think... I'm good. That you'll be I'm that good. you'll be okay. But I'm pretty sure that you're in Michigan. That there... Are, are there... are there Is there a gun cabinet somewhere in that house? 
You know, I saw, yeah, I saw under um, the bedside table ah. there's a locked gun case. Okay. Which I have no intention of trying to get into. Yeah, well, you know, let's let's hope that there is no need for that <laughs> at I all. If I have to, I'll just shake it and go, look, I got a gun. It's in there, and you could hear the bullets, like, rattling around, like, just in I case. I have no access to this thing, but by God, I got a gun. <laughs> I'll be fine. No, be there's fine. nobody, It's you will be totally fine. Yeah. Plus, you have Animal Planet on, so you could put, like, the lions and the tigers on and turn the TV up really loud, and people could think that you have, like, you know, you're doing yeah. Tiger King. I, I just need to quit drinking coffee, or I'll See, be up all night. You'll be fine. We'll stay up with you. Don't worry. The Jam Fam will stay up with you if you if you need us. All right. All right. So, yeah, that's my story of never, never being alone in my life. All right. Tell us a story about the pink handcuffs. <laughs> well, they weren't pink, as I've told you a gazillion times. Is, why they do were I... Just regular- they're just regulation handcuffs. Do we, I think we want them to be pink in the story of story. I, know. I think you we created the pink handcuffs. Okay, sorry. So <laughs> just had regular handcuffs. So, yeah, so I got married to him, and like I said, he was working at GM, had a baby, and then like two years later, had another baby. Then, how many years later? Like two years, three years after that, came home and found him, it's just so cliche, in bed with my best friend. No! right I had let her move in with us because she was going through a divorce so I felt sorry for her and let her move in with us and yeah my kid got sick at um preschool I was teaching aerobics and (laughs) my son was in preschool and the preschool called me and dragged me out of my class that I was teaching and was like you you gotta come get Jason he's throwing up all over so I get my other one out of daycare at the gym where I was teaching. So I got two babies, preschoolers, who one of them's puking his guts out all the way home in the car. <laughs> so I came home oh, unexpectedly God. in the middle of the day. So they didn't expect me. I wasn't supposed to be home for like two more hours. Did you? So, was it legit like out of the movie where you open the door and like there they were? Unbelievable. Yes. There was. So the way I what was what did you would uh, please tell me you didn't say frick at that point please tell me that oh I I opened there was a door that led off to the garage into a bedroom so I I pulled into the garage and opened that door and it was weird setup it opened up into a bedroom and they were in that bedroom and I looked at my son who is four years old and puking all over <laughs> and I hand him the two year old and I'm like take your brother out to the backyard now. And he's like, but, but, and he's got his puke bag. And I'm like, take him out there now, because we had a fenced-in backyard. And I shoved them out the door, the poor kid. He, luckily, he doesn't remember any of this. He wasn't traumatized by it. <clears throat> so he took his little brother out, and I was like, both of you, out of my house now. And never talked to her again, and filed for divorce right away. And my mom was like, you know, you should get counseling, and blah, blah, you blah. Like, and I was fuck, like, frick over. that. Frick I that. Game over. Good Are for you. you. So I had no idea. So anyway, so the end, long story short, I got divorced. And then obviously I had to get a job because teaching aerobics paid like 50 bucks a week. Yeah. I wasn't going to pay the mortgage, you know. So I had to get a real job. So I went to, and I had been a stay-at-home mom the whole time other than the little aerobic side gig. So I went to Meyer, which is a big store here. Well, they're actually in like five states. They've expanded. They're like in five states. And so... They sell everything, groceries, furniture, um, electronics, you name it, health and beauty care, anything you could, clothes, shoes, 
everything, sporting goods, huge, massive stores. So I went there and I thought, well, I'm okay. Well, I'm useless. I have no education. I guess I'll apply as a cashier. And like a week later, I got a call from the security manager. And he's like, hey, I'm the security manager at Myers. Saw your application. It got passed over to me. You want to come in for an interview? And I was like, sure. Why not? And so got hired as undercover security. <gasps> and worked here for 22 years. Were you just like so, shopping around, pushing like a buggy, like looking like you were shopping? And usually like... not because usually it, it was too hard to keep up with people if you're pushing a shopping cart. You got to be able to move fast. Was there so a lot? Was, was there a around. high crime in the Myers? Was it like. Yeah, I was in the inner city. I was in a really, really bad store. Everybody called it Ghetto Meyer. It was right in the heart of the inner city. And so, yeah, the crime there was insane. It was. It was during, we had a crack epidemic here in the 90s, and so they were, were like, dealing for crack, and we had a problem. There were gang fights all the time in the parking lot, and it was a mess. It was like a war zone. It was was bad. And you just handcuffs, or were you, like, strapped? Were you? Just handcuffs. Thank God, because most of the guys I worked with, I would not have wanted them to have guns. Seriously, they were dumbasses. I'm so grateful they didn't have guns. So just handcuff, no mace, no nothing. I mean, mace is terrible because by the time you shoot it into the wind, it blows back in your face. Yeah, just cuffs, just cuffs. So a lot of fights, a lot of rolling around on the ground, which is why I have arthritis now from rolling around on cement floors and parking lots. You were rolling around on the floor. Well, we had to restrain them because everybody, everybody ran. Nobody was going to come willingly. Everybody (laughs) would run because most of them were on probation or they were on parole. Were you yeah. like gang? You were like gang tackling. Like you were like a defensive end for like. We had well, we went to defensive tactics training at a university, so it was the same defensive tactics that the police are trained in. But so we had to do that, and we had to be recertified every year. That's actually but, more dangerous than being a cop because you're completely out there by yourself. Yeah, well, the you, cops always told us the cops would when the cops would show up, they'd always sit in our office and go. Man, I wouldn't do your job for all the money in the world. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I know. They're like, we got our guns. You guys got nothing. We're like, yeah, we know. So, but yeah, so we had defensive tra- tactics training. So we learned takedowns that, you know. <laughs> but we, you you and I both know that taking down, like, crackheads and people that are not emotionally stable pain. is they like, they do not know what's going on. They do on. not feel pain. And they're no. like, you can slam them as hard as you want. And they're like, hey. You yeah, know, and they, they bounce feel, right back up. Yeah, they never feel pain. That was, it was hard. And then they went to, the corporate philosophy changed, and they went to a system where you had to have so many apprehensions a month or you were out of a job. And they only counted if you got them back in the office and got them processed. So you you had to fight to the death to get them back in the office or you were going to lose your job. So, so you couldn't be like one of those people that were like, dude, put that back. I'll let you go. Like, stop it. You know, don't do that. Well, there were some that, you know, you wanted to, but you had to have the apprehension to keep your job. It was crazy. Like people were, I, I remember telling my boss once. So how many people, was, was like, it like a weekly apprehension? Like how many people did you monthly. like arrest in a month? Monthly. Like what was your yeah. apprehension? So ours at our store, cause we were a high crime high crime store, high productivity store. So we had to have, we each had to have 30 a month. 30 so, of, of... Yeah, and you only worked five days a week. So you had to, <sighs> you had to get them in. Yeah, it was crazy. So it was you, so much pressure. 
I remember not only pressure, but like you were literally taking people down. Like it was like physically like brutal. You had to get them. If they got away, it didn't count. So you were like, you ain't getting no. You were like, slide the leg. You were like, scoop the leg (laughs) behind the head. I nails. I used my nails. I mean, the training would go out the window anyway. You know, your adrenaline is like yeah. Oh my god, just goes out the window, and you just fight to the death. So, but I remember telling my boss once. I was like, dude. It is ridiculous, the pressure you put on us. I'm literally walking around praying to God, who I'm not even sure I believe in, like, dear God, please let somebody steal tonight so I can keep my job. I'm like, that's That's, not right. And all he said was, he goes, well, Mirbeth, maybe you should say, dear God, I hope nobody steals tonight, but if they do, let it be at this store. And I'm like, crazy did you were there like certain aisles that you knew they were gonna jack shit from like it was or oh, were they just I, taking I shit just from everywhere by the liquor aisle i camp out by the liquor aisle was like gold yeah that was easy easy apprehensions and then i got yelled at for having too many liquor apprehensions <laughs> so they want you to apprehend people but then they don't want you to have too many from one section of exactly. the store it was ludicrous because that means while you're in the liquor aisle somebody is like stealing diapers from the diaper aisle Oh, you couldn't keep up. There's no way you could keep up. You did you that know? for 22 years? Yeah. Yeah. How and many are right? Oh, my God. Quota. I made quota every month somehow. By the grace of whatever, I made quota every month. <laughs> you, were like, you were like, thank God there was a crack academic and people needed to steal shit. Exactly. Wow. I, which is terrible. Which is terrible. But now they've, um, I know people that still work there and they've, because of all the liability and all the things that have happened, you know, out with the public they they don't restrain it all anymore they, well, they well, also for for your stuff. benefit i'm sure like you know you can't because every five minutes if god forbid somebody you got hurt you turn around and be like i'm gonna sue you right hey hi i can also be a really good litigator <laughs> exactly exactly because so, yeah, cool. it's completely different there now it's basically a free-for-all you can just go in there and steal whatever you want you <laughs> can't restrain anybody <laughs> so, so if anybody wants to go to Meyer, <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> they can't do shit anymore. <laughs> oh my uh, god. That is crazy. That's so that yeah, is it was crazy. And then the reason I left was so one of the guys that worked there, he was going to school for IT and um when he left, he got a really good job at an auditing firm that did financial auditing in the city. And he was like, "Hey, I can get you a job. You got to get out of there. You're going to get killed." You know, He's like, you're not getting any younger. You're in your 40s. How much longer can you do this? You know? And he's like, I can get you a job. And I'm like, I don't know anything about finance. I mean, I'm not a CPA. And he's like, I can get you an interview. If you can nail the interview, you know. So. Keep, keep going. Keep going. Okay. We're fine. So I uh, I lost the, uh, or no, I went to the interview. I mean, I went to the interview and somehow they hired me. And I was like. I didn't, first month, I didn't know what I was doing. I just faked it. <laughs> I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I was in there doing financial auditing. I had no idea what I was doing. And I, then I got promoted, and I was hiring people with master's degrees in, in accounting. And But admit it, I, admit I it, you missed out. you missed the takedowns. You missed the adrenaline rush of the takedowns. You know, it was funny. One of my bosses called me, one of my old bosses called me on the first day, and she goes, how'd your first day go? And I was like, I don't know. I just kind of sat at my desk and faked it. And she goes, <laughs> But nobody pulled a knife on you, did they? <laughs> said, nope, they didn't. So yeah, but I but I missed it. I missed it. It was fun. I missed it. 
you know. Yeah, there's got to be Looking some. Looking at numbers all day is kind of boring. Yeah, you miss the camaraderie, too, of, like, you know, I'm sure it was, oh, like, you sure. know, take, you know, yeah. you're all, like, a team there taking everyone down and, like. Well, that and, and just the neighborhood people. Like, there were yeah. really good people from the hood that would come in every day, and, and they knew what I did there. Yeah, and you get, I'm telling you, that's, you know that's how the hood works. Oh, yeah, they're really good, good people, and so I missed that, and I missed the other people in the other departments, the cashiers and everybody, there there were a lot of cool people that worked there. Yeah, it becomes like a big dysfunctional family. It was. And then at the office, it was like everybody was white and yeah. conservative and boring. And, <laughs> you know, it was. It was, real, it was a good job. Don't get me wrong. I was grateful to get it. But it was boring. It was yeah. Totally. It sucked your soul out. Yeah, you're like, click, 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 click. Is anybody going to, can someone pretend to steal something? So I Yeah, like, <laughs> I'm an adrenaline junkie. It's like, come on, I need some excitement. You're like, Bob from accounting, I have a stapler for you. I need you to come pick up the stapler. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It was so boring. It was, it was a good job. I was grateful to have it, but... But it comes. It I'm bet you it comes in handy though that security job. I mean, you could dar- you could just Doris just take her right mo could be running and be like, get back here, boom, oh, yeah. Yeah. right up against yeah. the wall. <laughs> I used to. Well, it's funny because you know I've got a ton of kids, and so when they were teenagers, they'd be like, Mom, try and take me down. Try to do one of your takedowns. I'd be like, Okay, boom. They'd be flat on the floor. Yeah. And they'd shoot. <laughs> so yeah, they thought it was cool. You yeah, know, I'm sure, I mean, why? We all think it's cool. I mean, we were like, "Wow, what?" It was ninety percent of the time. It was a lot of fun, you know, and it was rewarding too because people were really nice. Like, I had so many people come up to me in the store months later, years later, and be like, "Hey, thank you so much. You busted me like two years ago, six months ago, and I turned my life around. And you were so nice to me, and you treated me so good. Thank you so much." Because Sometimes you'd have to hang out with these people for a couple hours waiting for the cops to show up because it was in the city, you know, and the cops are busy. Yeah. So you just, you're more of a social worker. You're just kind of hanging out with them, talking, you know, and. Yeah, everybody and, has a story. It's amazing, though, you know? Yeah, and and a lot of people were super nice. They didn't all fight. Most of them fought, but some of them didn't. Some of them were super nice, you know, and I would always treat people like they treated me. If they were cool, I was cool with them, you know. So. Yeah, I don't think anybody but, really looks forward to having to go in and steal shit to, like, live. It's not uh, it's not exactly. ideal, so. Yeah, and even the people with addiction issues, you know, it's not like they want to. Yeah. They have addiction issues, and they're stealing to trade it for crack, you know, or That's, whatever. So I was always really understanding of... Cause that's the mom. That's the mom factor, though. That's a hundred percent like the mom factor. Yeah, they got lucky. I think when you busted them, I think you know, uh, rather than someone else. Because if if they got the mom factor, they knew they weren't going to get like strung out or beat up or like put in a really bad position. Because you wouldn't do that as a mom. Yeah, I, I mean, I just tried to treat them with dignity. You know, they're not bad people. They're just, and I would have to talk a lot of parents off the ledge because these parents you know they would come in and they'd be like wanting to whoop their kids right in there you know and I'd be like whoa 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 you can't not you can't they're in my custody you can't be beating your kid in front of me you know what you do when you get home is fine but (laughs) I literally have to get in between them and be like no 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 you know and I try to talk to the parents and be like look they're kids they're stupid that's their job 
to be stupid and do stupid stuff, you know, because some of these parents, boy, they were. I think the Midwest, I think the Midwestern Michigan accent helps a lot too. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. They were all from Michigan. Yeah, I I guess so. Because for us, it's like very, it's, it's very like calming and soothing in a weird sort of. You and so? well, I don't think I have an accent. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll put that to a poll after everybody's done listening to this. <laughs> I don't think so. I I feel like I talk like the people on TV, don't I? Like reporters, don't I just talk? Yeah, like a local, like, like a local Michigan reporter <laughs> <laughs> from the lower middle section of the bridge, where you're from, whatever that um, means. That's hilarious. All right, so but after yeah, so, so after the CPA, clear. so after the CPA thing, we don't have to go on forever about your you don't have to spill your entire like life story because we could like dip right into like the jam fam and like how you yeah. know so basically that was it. I only had one more career. That was two careers. I, I um ended up leaving because my pension had kicked in from those twenty two years at Meyer. When I was when I turned fifty I got my pension. Wow. And so I told Cliff, I was like, I am done. I cannot look at numbers all day for one more day. I'm going to lose my freaking mind. And he's like, he's like, hey, you got your pension? Quit. So I quit. Oh, big and time. That's that's Clifford comes into the picture. Yeah. Yay. So then I stayed home for two years and I was bored. I traveled a lot. I did a lot of traveling because I didn't have opportunity to do that earlier. So I did a lot of traveling. After two years, it was like, well, I should probably get a job. So then I went to the casino and got hired into the marketing department, which was great. It was a fun job. We did the promotions. So we would like create the promotions, you know, like, so you'd be like, what do we want to give away this week? Let's give away a car. You know? Oh. So yeah, it was fun just thinking up the promotions. So that was a good job. And then the pandemic hit. Yeah. Creepy COVID. Creepy COVID. Yeah. Which so is- that was it. And, end and, of my end of my working life. And here we are. And here you are. House sitting. House dog sitting. Kidding. I love it. My next career, dog <laughs> <Yeah>. sitting. <laughs> Listen, it's profitable apparently. And you I, don't have to. Don't you don't have to put an ad in the newspaper and like send some shady guy money. Yeah, yeah. If I like it, maybe I'll turn it into a business. You never know. Why not? You get like, give it the ten day. Op- give it the ten day option once you're there for a while. Once you like come with like two suitcases and you like roll in. For yeah, like a but week. like I said, I'm only 45 minutes away, so like I can go home if I want to when I'm here for 10 days. You're not going home. Clifford will come there. You're not. You're gonna really pack it in. What are you gonna do with the dogs? Take them with they you in the car? I mean, like they could be alone for like four hours. You know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Oh, you would drive there and back. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like if I want to go home and. Yeah, know. but it's already like cold as fuck winter up there. Like. It's... Yeah, but it's gonna be in April when I'm doing that. Okay, so we'll. I'm all not right. Doing that so hopefully there'll only be a little bit of snow by then. <laughs> there'll be none. We will have no snow in April. Hopefully. At that Fingers point. Crossed. Well, Fingers listen. crossed. Fingers crossed. So we're talk about the jam fam. We what could, are we talking about? <laughs> we're not talking. Puzzle Gate is a wrap. We are not talking about Puzzle Gate. I don't know what else to say about it. I mean, I don't know how you do that. I don't know how as a human being you... you I understand you're going through shit. Everybody has been... Go- this pandemic has fucked everybody up and especially if you've had existing pre-existing conditions yeah, I am sure 100%. it's com- compounded that exponentially I am not judging I'm the last one to throw a stone in any house I will call you out on your shit don't get yep. me wrong like you but you do it in a much nicer Michigan mom way than me <laughs> I, I'm like I don't have time for that bullshit I'm also not a Michigan mom so I don't have the credentials <laughs> but I will say that you don't you don't take 
something from something. I don't, I don't care how depressed you are. I don't care if you can't get up off the couch to function. You don't do your dishes. You don't shower. You don't want to eat. You, you, you're having a really tough time, as many people are. But if somebody gave you something to help you through a bad time and you can't at least put the shit in a bag and put it on, like, your porch for somebody else to even come and pick up, like, it's at the point where, like, Wong was ready to, like, get on the train and go back just to get the puzzles because you can't, you can't find them anywhere. Now, I thought that the puzzles were, like, something that her friend designed and created and, like, cut all the jigsaw pieces out himself. I didn't realize that it was, like, a puzzle design that got picked up by this huge company yeah. in a limited edition run, and, like, now they're not available anywhere, it's and you're crazy. sitting there with your thumb up your ass, like, not responding to anybody. Well, she did yeah. respond. That's not true, because she responded to Wong and said, you know, tell Randy to shut up or something like that and, like, whatever, and, like, why are you doing this to me or some shit like that? Well, and, and reached out to me, because I, I know Wong told you she reached out to me, like, last week or whatever it was, and... It was this, it was last week because I was making freaking pies for Thanksgiving. And How many pies did you make in total? I made six. Okay, six is not, six in so three I'm, ovens I'm, is I'm, not bad. I'm up to my elbows in pies and my phone dings and I look and there's this long message. Like, it's a book. I'm just scrolling through looking. Like, I can't read it. I'm okay. just scrolling and, and I see it's from her. And I'm like, whoa, this is crazy out of nowhere after a year and a half. Well, because you reached out to her. Let's just be clear. She was part of the Jam Fam. Let's just explain. Like, people know the Jam Fam ready. Like, it's free to come and go for most people, except if you're like a Trumper racist, you know, idiot, then you get banned and you can't come back. But she just ghosted all of us. She just vanished. Yeah. And then you were nice enough as a Michigan, as a mom to like reach out <laughs> and be like, hey, we check up. We're like, we do legitimately check up on people. And we were like, yeah. where are you? No response, no response, no response. Okay, you don't want to respond. That's fine. Whatever. You're gone. Fine. But then this puzzle thing happened, and we were all like, the least we could do is, like, ask her to send the puzzles back because the person that wants the puzzles back also is dealing with shit as well. So it's like just – and if she wouldn't respond to you, there's no way in hell she's going to respond to me. But you really at that point should just be like, look, tell me what I need to do. I'll leave the puzzles out. This is the day when you can come get them. Wong was even willing to send her the money for the po- freaking postage to put the shit in an envelope or a box and send it back. Like, that is just such bad karma. It's bad adulting. It's bad. Even kids would know to give the shit back. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's crazy. I don't know. So she sent me this long message, and I couldn't read it right then there. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I was I was caught off guard because everybody's been reaching out to her, asking about the puzzles. Except me. I didn't. I wasn't involved in it at all. And so I thought, why is she? And so I just glanced at it and I kind of bed read through it real fast. And I caught maybe every fourth sentence. And it was basically like being the victim. Why is everybody mad at me? Why is Randy mad at me? Why is Marco jumping in? And I can't believe this. But it's and funny that she reached out to you and not to the people that were, were coming at her. To, yeah, trying to communicate. Yeah, and I was just like, I was just speed reading through it. I got my hands in pie dough and stuff, and I'm just trying to look at You're it. You're like, Cliff, handle this. <laughs> he wasn't even home. He was at work. So I'm like, okay, I can't read this. This is a book. I will read this when I have, when I'm done. I got to get these pies in the oven. Then I'm going to sit down and read this because it's so long. 
So then, like a half hour later, I get the pies in the oven, I wash my hands, and I go to read it, and it's deleted, and there's another message. (gasps) She unsent it? Yes, and then there's another message that says, never mind, apparently you don't care. And I'm just like, what the heck? What if I have my phone on me? Like, that's crazy. a chance to respond. Not that I probably would have. But well, you would have said something like just return the, you know, just return the puzzles probably. Or I just probably done, would have said something like, like something that. in a nicer way than neutral. I was like. Neutral. Sh- yeah, I was definitely not neutral. And I was definitely like the only way I knew she saw. She responded to that after I like replied to a tweet that she had posted. Because when I was tweeting at her, I'm sure she saw them. But not as much as when I just stuck it on one of her random tweets. I don't know. It, whatever. Anyway, it's so it's so unfortunate and it's really, it'll come back. I mean, it'll, eventually yeah. that kind of karma comes back and will bite you yeah, in the ass. Yeah, I just feel bad for the person who wants their puzzles back. Yeah, and I feel bad you know? for, and I feel bad for Wong who has been diligently looking and searching all over the interwebs to try to find them because she feels guilty because she's the one that sent them. Correct. In that chain of, in that chain of custody. And, and, and now... It's just, it's really silly. It's really... And one of the one of the things I did read in there, one of the sentences was, I forgot I even had the stupid puzzles. Well, okay, well... Well, now you know. <laughs> but now you've been reminded. So now what are you going to do? Now you know. Oh, now she's going to unsend messages. Okay, what, anyway. And it's like, how much crap do you have in your house that you don't see these two huge puzzles for a year and a half? Come on. Potentially a lot because she never leaves her house. I don't know if there's like hoarding going on or like what the situation is. I mean, nobody really, nobody really knows. I mean, all people ever tried to do was be compassionate and empathetic towards her and like really reach out to her. And she just completely like flipped everybody else off by doing that. Like, you know, it's no skin off my back. I'm like you. I feel bad for the person who gave away something that was really meaningful and, sure. and like, you know, valuable in a care. sentimental way to like make someone feel better because puzzles were the pandemic thing. What are we going to do now? People. What's That's Omicron going to do? What's going to be the Omicron like, you know, puzzle The stay at home? Are we going to stay at home? What are we doing? Your, your state, your upper and lower state is <laughs> foobard. I am staying home. I'm going to go back to um, curbside pickup for grocery shopping. Okay. That's pretty much the only time I'm around people is grocery shopping. And I've enjoyed going back. I got, I've started to feel safe again. Like, okay, I can go into Meyer and grocery shop. Isn't that <laughs> fucked up? I said the same thing. So I'm like, just when I started to like my anxiety, I was vaxxed, boosted, still wearing a mask everywhere. But I was like, oh, okay, this is how it's going to be for a while. Yeah. I'm okay with that. You know, whatever. I'm like you. And now I was like. panic city i was like holy shit balls and i really didn't i kind of missed it because i was busy with thanksgiving and the day after i saw that you had posted something on the chat and i read it quickly and you're like i'm not panicking yet (laughs) i think it was dr Shah you had had yeah quoted and i was like i just glanced at it and i was like okay i don't know what she's talking about because i haven't watched the news in two days so then i think it was friday night I got in bed and things had started to calm down. I got the kids in bed. All my guests were gone except for the kids, but they're asleep. And I got in bed and I opened up Twitter and I was like, <gasps> what the hell? <laughs> and I didn't sleep that whole night because I, w- I just could not believe it. And it doesn't sound, I, I don't 
I don't want to be panic stricken either, but it, it doesn't sound good. I'm telling you, uh, Laurel Bristow, uh, King Gutter Baby. There's the, there's the people that I follow that are not like fear mongering. Even Eric uh, Ding Dong over there was like, listen, I'm not a scaremonger. And he's him and yeah. Lori Garrett are terrifying, but everything they tweet has been correct. But Megan Rainey, who's like my COVID mom, who literally yeah. I can't believe that this woman takes the time to actually respond to my tweets. I mean, it is slightly uh, insane that she's so nice. that she's like this huge. She runs the entire ER in some Boston hospital, which I mean, I'm sure yeah. she's extremely busy. And here's some, you know, idiot like nut job from New York who's like, tell me what I need to panic because I'm about to right. have a panic attack. And she's like, not yet. She's like, and her tweets today were like, it's it's a fire. She's like, it's a fire alarm. It's not a fire. It's not a five alarm fire. And they're all okay. saying that it's like, you gotta, we're gonna know. She's like, we're gonna know in two weeks. Like, that, I read the whole thread. She's like, in a few yeah. weeks, we'll know whether we need to pull the fire alarm or we need, to, or it's just business as usual, like any other variant, you know? But it's, for you, it's yeah. crazy. So because- my concern is they're thinking that, that the vaccines aren't gonna work against it. But they said Pfizer will be able to tweak the current vaccine. And this is what I heard on MSNBC today, I think it was, this morning, is that Pfizer will be able to tweak the new or the, the current vaccine, but it'll take 100 days. And I'm like, well, are we going to make it 100 days? We're going to make it 100 days. We're going to make it 100 days. I'm not that, I'm not that pessimistic. We're going to make it 100 days because they still don't, they don't know enough. And for them to say, you know, we're banning the, the whole travel restrictions are also a joke because it's, it's yeah. everywhere already. By the time That's they find right. it, it's it's already everywhere. It's here. It's and here. yeah, we just do shitty testing. I mean, it's it's all the other countries that are diligent in their testing and rele- and sharing the results exactly. with everybody. But we're you know we're just I don't know what our problem is with that you know whatever. But I know that until they say like get under the table and like pull the covers over your head or some <laughs> shit like that, I don't know. I I I'm like really trying to like take a breath and not like lose my shit. Me over too. this because I think this is going to be it. Like this is it's going to be variants and variants and variants until forever. Well, forever until these anti-vaxxer assholes get vaccinated. Like they're the ones fucking us up, honestly. Exactly, and that's why we keep getting new variants. So, and you guys are screwed. Mutating. But Michigan is in a. I, I didn't want to say. Yeah, I, like I, how are we going to get any worse? How our hospitals went into what they call the red zone, which they've never been in through the whole pandemic. We are now in the red zone. Which means they're overflowing. I guess we're going to start putting tents out in the blizzards out in the parking lot. I think the I think the military is coming to you. I think I they're actually they're yeah. In the military, yep. Um, no more visitors in the hospitals. So it's crazy. I don't know two how years. How much worse it can get? Like I don't want to have a car accident. God forbid. Okay, I know, I know. God forbid. We don't. Not going to get treated. Right. You know. But you know, it's also again, it's also, but it comes back to like grandkids and kids like the schmoopers and doris is going to get her second vaccine which she's very proud of which is so good that was so adorable yeah, that was so adorable but mo can't get vaccinated because yeah. he's three he'll they'll get there they'll get to the younger kids and that's why you have to still wear a mask you have to still be really careful because there are all yeah. these people that are not able to get to get vaccinated so like it i don't know, I don't know. yeah so i'm wondering like if because i don't know i'm not his parent but if I was his parent, I wouldn't let him out of the house until he can get vaccinated I know. with this new variant. I know. So I'm wondering, like, because they were really good in, in the beginning of the pandemic about keeping the kids on lockdown 
really good. Thankfully, they have a big backyard, even though they live in Detroit, in the city. They got a, they bought two lots, so they have a big backyard that's fenced in. But they had those kids on lockdown for months, and I'm thinking, well, are they going to go back to that? And now, especially with Roman, the baby, who just got out of high yeah. like, how much are they going to keep them on lockdown? Because if lot? they were mine, I'd, I'd put them in a bubble. The same. That's how Hazmat's doing it also. like that. And, and Dylan, where, that kid, she trained him at two years old. He keeps that mask on. It's yeah. really it's really amazing. It's really amazing. But you know what? It, it goes back to, like, everybody is on the spectrum. Look, WAPA's in fucking Alaska. She got on a four, she did a 14 hour <coughs> travel. I was like, what are you doing? What are you, yeah. but it's so, it's, I think it really is so perspective dependent. Like she's been in it up to her eyeballs since the For beginning. Sure. Like she's been yeah. around it since the beginning with PPE, without PPE around, you know, in the nursing home and, or not. And she's like, oh, I'm getting on a plane, whatever. You know, what am I going to do? She's like, if I get it, I get it. She's like, meh. I'm like, no. <laughs> right. I, I know. And you try not to judge. You know, you like, No, they know I my, think they're nuts, but you know, you can judge. My friends that I'm that I'm dog sitting for right now, they took their grandkids and their young son, who's seven, they took him up to a water park is where they're at, up north, an indoor, indoor water park, of course. And I'm like, an indoor water park right now? Is that even smart? Did you ask you can't even ask them that? You can't. You think it, but you can't. And they're not like Trumpy, Trumpery people. Oh God, no, not at all. And they're no, still they're doing just that. Fed up. They're, they're like, they're like her. They're just, they want to travel. They want to do some things. They want to have fun. They want to live. You know. Yeah, but you can live, but you have to see. I think you have to live within like some parameters. Like you need to, not put your kid at risk. Like inside, in a water park where people are running around without masks in the water. I agree. And they're like, well, all the kids are vaxxed, you know, they're all vaxxed, but still, I don't know. It's Michigan. Things are really bad right now. Why not just spend a weekend at home, you know? It's more than a weekend, I think, though, at where you guys are. I mean, I think it's more than a weekend for a lot of people, for a lot of people with kids that are unvaccinated. Like, that was the biggest anxiety factor when I was in the supermarket. Like, I was like, why are your kids not wearing a mask? I can't believe it. Why do you have, why do you have, like, toddlers running around Without masks on, I don't know. I, yeah. we've been, I mean, this it's is the horrifying. thing. It's I see it all the time. But do, ha, I mean, are we? Is this going to be the conversations that we have like forever? Is this going to be Twitter like forever? Is it just going to be like rage tweeting again? How many Greek letters are in the alphabet, by the way? Anyway, I never wanted to I, learn. I guess Greek. we're halfway through. I read we're halfway through. So that means that we but had then a lot it's of just other. Start again, I guess. How many start other alphabets are there? Maybe we can go to hieroglyphics or something. <laughs> right. Right. Pick another language. I don't know. I, I think it's going to be forever. I honestly don't think I'm going to see an end to it in my lifetime. Yeah, I, that's, yeah. That's what I'm resigned to. But there's, but there's a control factor that we can have. Like there is a control factor. The vaccines are a control factor. I mean, I don't understand. I would if just make them ma- mandatory for everybody. You want to live in this society? You get fucking vaccinated. You, you know, like right. everyone bitching about it. You just want to ask them, like, how their polio is. Like, how's your yeah. smallpox? Like, what is wrong with you? Yeah. You know, you dumb ass. Yeah, it's common sense. But I was reading one of the epidemiologists said, we probably wouldn't have eradicated smallpox. And, well, I don't know about polio, but he said smallpox for sure. If, if air travel was as common as it is now, you know, especially international travel. Because... 
this is the first virus where we've had, you know, the international air travel like we do now. You can hop on a plane and be in another country in a few hours, you know. It's so common now. But I would Everybody not get travels. on a plane and go to another country. I wouldn't either. I wouldn't either. I, a friend of mine I wouldn't go to another state. Right no now. offense to any other state. I was like, I don't even want to go to another state right now. Yeah, I, I don't want to travel right now. A friend of mine's in Iceland. She's having a great time. She's sending me pictures. And she did have to, they had to be vaxxed to enter the country. And they had to get um, a negative test, uh, I don't know, within 72 hours of arrival. Iceland so can do that because they're small. Yet. Iceland is small enough that they could probably control that yeah. a little bit better. But, I mean, shit. They're talking I about know. having the Miss Universe or, the, like, the Miss Israel pageant still while this is going on. Like, people are freaking out. Like, it's got to yeah. be, like, at some point, like, somebody with common sense, like, has to prevail. And I don't know who that is because clearly we don't have too much of it left. I know. But I don't know. You can't go down. I mean, then what do you do? You can't go down that hole. That's why, like... We should just, 24 hours a day, we should just jam, fam. We should just put the music on and just I feel agree. like... I <laughs> agree. It's been so much... It's been so helpful. It got me through. Me, it's gotten me through. Me. Literally. Me. It's been... Sometimes it's been the reason that I got up off the couch or got up out of bed or like... Yeah. Like... Yeah, but I it mean, saved us all. I think It's it an was, amazing group of people. And it still is. It's yeah. the best hour of the day. How many people have said that? It's so it's good. The best it's hour of the day. It's totally the best hour. And how... What have we gone through? I mean, as a collective group, I mean, it's been amazing. Some of the shit, like, we've been through, like, as a group. But miraculously, not a lot of COVID. You know, poor Josie had it. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. dodged the bullet somehow. Thank God. Yeah, it's crazy, though. Because we haven't gone anywhere. We've been careful. Yeah. We've been fortunate. I mean, we've been really, I think we've been privileged and we've been fortunate enough to not have to to deal with that in, in a certain yeah. way. But like, I don't know. I went from doing yeah. that to like, I'm in the fucking, now I'm, up, now I'm up to my eyeballs in it and I'm not, I'm not happy. And I'm like, mm. yeah, but you got to work. What are you going to do? Yeah. Uh, I not chase you know? people down at the Myers and like meet a quota of like tackling people. <laughs> that sure shit not happening. <laughs> uh, you know, like, but seriously, I know how privileged I am that I was able to, when the casino reopened and my boss called me and said, Hey, we're reopening because they were really good in the beginning. They shut down. They paid us full pay, kept our benefits going. They were amazing. The tribe, but it's tribal owned. And the tribe is really, really good to the employees. They were probably the best employer I ever had in my life. Really care about their people. But she called me up and she's like, okay, it's been like two months. We've flattened the curve here in Michigan. We're reopening. <laughs> Governor Whitmer says the casinos can reopen. We're opening up. I said, Okay, I said, and this was before there was a vaccine. And I said, is there a vaccine? And nobody told me. And she just kind of did a nervous laugh. Like, no. <laughs> I said, well, then I'm not coming back. And yeah. she's like, you're not? And I said, no, I'm not coming back. There's no vaccine. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's crazy. And she's like, well, you know, everybody's got to wear masks. And we're going to keep doing COVID testing. Everybody's got to go through COVID testing once a week. And I said, I don't care. I'm not coming <laughs> back i will write my resignation letter and send it to you today thank you so much i loved my time there i loved my job but it's not worth dying over yeah it's crazy yeah and i know that i'm privileged to be able to do that now it was a big lifestyle change though i mean my income mattered yeah like it didn't matter it's not like it was just extra fun money (laughs) so we've had a big lifestyle change with me not working but 
at least I'm just safe. Yeah. I guess. You're, safe-ish. Yeah. You're safe-ish, and and that's important because you all you have all those kids and all those grandkids that you know. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't see being in a building with 2,000 people every day. Yeah, no, that's a little crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And people were taking their masks off because my daughter stayed longer than I did. And she did go back when they reopened. She was a cocktail waitress there, a Bollycom beverage service. But But she's not back back now. Oh, she didn't go back either. Yeah. She went back at first. She went back when they reopened. And I was like, okay, good luck. You know, and she would call me just crying. Oh, all these bartenders tested positive, and I worked with them last night, and they're not quarantining me because they said I didn't work with them long enough, and blah blah blah. It was just a nightmare. And this went on for, I think she went back for like a month, and she's like, people aren't leaving their masks on, they're taking their masks off to, to drink, to have their cocktails. And she just was so freaked out. I would be freaked out by the people who were like, yeah, let me gamble because that's more important than like sitting next to this guy who could potentially kill me. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a nightmare. She was just, and so finally Cliff, because she lives at home. And so Cliff was like, you know what? Just quit. It's not worth it. Just quit. Well, because she could also bring shit home and make you guys sick. And that's what he said. He's like, I don't want you bringing it home any more than I wanted your mom bringing it home. Yeah. that place is nuts. Everybody's testing positive left and right there. Just just quit. And she's like, but I love my job, and it's such a good job, and it makes such good money. And he said, yeah, and you've got a ton of it banked away because she had saved a lot of it. And she had, and during the time when they were closed, like I said, they were giving us full pay. So she was just banking it, you know. And yeah. he's like, it's not worth it. So And here yeah. we are. And she's got epilepsy, so she can't go back until this stuff yeah. Ends, but when is it going to end? But she's super high risk. You yeah, know, no. That's keep your high risk ass in the house. <laughs> exactly. So that's it. She's found some side gigs, you know, online. Yeah. So she's doing some stuff with art and making some money. There, so this is where but we're it's, at. It's scary. It's it, like, where do you work? Like, what you're up against right now, where do you work? I don't know. I don't know. Where you're safe home you have a job that you can work from at home if you're that lucky if you're fortunate um and you know but even people that it's great because even people that work from home that were working in offices are like they sort of lose their mind also because you miss like we're human so unless you're a total freaking introvert which some people are which more power to them that they just really are like leave me in my house 24 hours a day seven days a week and i am happy as a clam and you're like wow i wish that could be me Cause I lost my I fucking mind. I lost my mind. I lost my mind. I could not be around people. I not not like walk outside, go to the coffee shop, be at the dog park, like be in the park. Like there was just constantly it's when terrifying. you're constantly around people, and all of a sudden you're completely isolated. You're like, because you feel like everybody has the potential to kill you. Yeah, and I was, and I still wow. sometimes feel that way. But I'm just like, what? I walk around this building, which is like almost like a senior home. And I'm like, I cannot believe that none of these people are wearing masks. I mean, and they're like walking with their walkers to get the mail. And I'm like looking at them and I walk with the dog, every mask, hat, scarf. I'm like 27. Do you just want to shake them and say, what are you thinking? Yes, I do. And I tell them. Have you met any of them? 
I talk to them. I say, well, I say hi. It's hi and bye in passing. You know, it's not really like, there's no like lobby to sit in. This is, you know, this isn't like the Schmooper building where you have like couches set up or like, you know, whatever. Like you walk in, you can get your mail, you can walk out the back, you can go walk the dogs and, you know, head to the boardwalk, whatever. Nobody really loiters. Some people do just to like shoot the shit a little bit if they've been here long enough or they know each other. Because I think before COVID, I mean, there's a pool. So there was like a pool community. Like everybody would sit out by the pool and they would have like play like card games and stuff like that. But they have, you can't do that now. Well, now you can because you're vaccinated. I mean, I'm sure this now, if you know, next spring, this coming spring, it may be different. They didn't, they chose not to open the pool this year yeah. because which was i think a good idea um but i just want i don't how do you say that to people i mean these are grown these are adults these are like grown-ass adults that i'm like what what part of this like me, meanwhile i keep my window open and freeze my ass off not only for culture but because i don't know where the airflow is coming in this right in this building like i i'm like yeah no i'm not like locking myself in here like airtight and breathing the shit that comes in under my door Right. I don't know. I'm like nut. I'm like that. That makes me like certifiably insane. I'm well aware, and you know, I could hear Franklin laughing right now in my face. Like I'm an idiot. You know, like no. You have to live your life. This is, and my brother. You have to live your life, and that you know, I'm like, yeah. But I live yeah. my life in yeah until res- you don't have a life to live anymore. Or I'm or I'm respectful of people. Like if I want to go see Hazmat, I need to be smart because she has a kid that's under sure. too. Like I work with people that are immunocompromised. I can't you know, be that selfish. Like I won't go into a restaurant, even if everybody, I don't know. I still, I look at people of eating in restaurants on Instagram. I'm like, Oh, I swipe right by. I can't even, there's some kind of like trigger. And I'm like, I can't even watch people enjoying meals and people that have learned clearly. I don't know. I guess they have better coping mechanisms and coping skills than I do because clearly I'm not coping well if I'm not, I'm double vaxxed and boosted and like, or actually they need to stop calling it that, which I agree with. Cause they should say that the Pfizer is a three dose cycle. So to say right. vax and boosted, I should just say I'm fully vaccinated, but you know, whatever. Yeah. I still couldn't say for sure. I actually could say for sure that I wouldn't feel, I, I couldn't eat inside in a restaurant without masks on. Yeah. I just, I'd be looking at like how far away are these people? Who are these people? Did they lie to get in here? Did they check their card? I don't, a million scenarios go through like your fucking head. It's crazy because you feel like everybody can kill you. I don't know. How do you ever wrap your brain around that? How do you? Clearly you, you don't because here we that? here we sit. <laughs> yeah, almost two years later, still freaked out by it. Yeah. It is crazy. And I don't know. I hope humanity survives it. But I'm not, I'm not sure. How many times is it going to mutate? How many times are the vaccines no longer going to work? How? I don't know. How, how many more times can you dodge that bullet? I don't know. That's why I keep watching every episode of Ancient Aliens and, like, UFO Declassified, because I want to know when they're when they're going to come save us or if they're looking at us like, you idiots. Right? They're like, you we idiots. We so, hope. yeah, that's... Uh, and I know, I, I try to hit a happy medium. I know, you know, like, I've got people in my life, too, that have that, like, what Frank would say, live your life. You got to live your life. You get, or like your brother says. But then I have people at the opposite end of the spectrum who are just being super safe and super smart. And I'm trying to fall somewhere in the middle so I don't just go berserk over this. Yeah. I'm, 
I'm trying, but I you did I you did a good job with the ma- you did a good job with the mashed potato drive by. That was a big step. Oh yeah, I was not going to that baptism, I, and I wanted to. I wanted. I to know. Be a part of my grandson's life, but there was no way with a bunch of people crammed into a church. You have no idea who these beat their back status is. I thought it was insane. I can't believe everybody didn't. I don't know how that's. I don't know how that's supposed to be like neighborly, or like godly. Like you're supposed to be like I don't know. But then maybe they think that they are those things because they have a different belief system. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And then to have the big rent a hall and have a big dinner afterwards, where clearly nobody's going to be. I guess everybody was masked up in church. Um, but then afterwards, her parents rented a hall and put on this huge catered dinner. Or no, I guess, oh no, it wasn't catered. That's right. I had to make yeah, it you, originally it was you were the ca- you were the caterer. MB's mashed potatoes. Then they decided everybody was going to bring food. So you got all these people. Nobody's wearing masks then, and you got babies and toddlers who are not vaccinated. For what? I don't I know. Well, look what happened. Right. Seven people. What happened with those seven people? They that all tested positive. Wasn't that yeah. a That was crazy. Yeah, I guess they've all recovered. I talked to my son. They've all recovered. Thank um, God. Who knows if anybody will have long haul COVID. Hopefully not. But yeah, miraculously, they've all recovered. So. All right. Um, his fiance's parents were really, really sick, though. They didn't have to be hospitalized, but he said they were very, very sick for like three weeks. So. Yeah, that's what I still think you never know. And I, it's better to err on the side of caution, I guess, for me for sure. anyway. And uh, you're good. Now you're locked in a house alone with no one else. <laughs> I'm good here. I was nervous even having Thanksgiving with my kids who are all vaxxed and boosted. I made sure you all have to be vaxxed and boosted. I said there are going to be two babies here, Forrest and Roman, and, well, and Mo is yeah. three. And three of them can't be vaxxed. So I said, nobody's stepping foot in this house. You better all have your boosters. And I want everybody to send me a copy of your Vax card after you get your booster. I, oh, I wasn't playing. I'm voting for you. I'm like, you know, this Roman just got out of the hospital. We're not, we're not messing around. Yeah. You're coming. You're more than welcome. Send me a copy of your card. And they all did. And I was still nervous. I had the, the doors open. I had the slider open. Yeah. I had the windows open. It still freaked me out. I know. Listen, it, it's all. I think that's. I think that's also part of like the trauma and like the you know the constant fear and the constant like I don't want to be the one responsible for getting anybody, God forbid, yeah. sick. My daughter double that or double masked the whole time. She never took her masks off. <clears throat> she didn't eat until after everybody left. Good for she her. Had two masks on, and she's like, I, I don't know. You know, I just don't feel safe. And you know what? It does. And good for her for, for feeling comfortable enough and like keeping the masks on and not like that. Yeah. And nobody said anything. Good yeah. on all the other Good on all the other that. people for respecting her space. Yeah. Because she's the youngest. So they could have teased her. But no, everybody was really cool about it, you know. And so. Yeah. That's like me. Was- I was at work. They had like, they were like, let's do lunch. And like, I was like. <laughs> okay, let's do lunch. And they all took their masks off, and the guy, like, we got the guy to, like, we, I think, like, they browbeat him into, like, ordering, like, some pizza and some fries and some stuff, like, on the side. 
and you know, I bring my lunch every day. I'm like, eat it out yeah. of my Jeep. And I'm like, I'm not, and I kind of like dilly dallied around. They're like, aren't you going to eat? Aren't you going to eat? I'm like, yeah, I'll get to it. I kept my mask on. Do you want something to drink? No, I'm good. I'm not thirsty. I have something in my bag. And I kept like delaying and delaying and delaying until they were all done eating. And then I just like literally grabbed my shake and like ran outside and like slammed it in my face because I'm like, you know, I'm not like this. Yeah, but you know what? That was cool. You didn't make them feel uncomfortable. No, I stood off to that. Like I sat, I stayed. I didn't like isolate myself from them and like yeah. you know, be like I don't want to be anywhere turn near it you. Into an issue, you just evaded the. Even though yeah. I didn't want to be anywhere near them with them, I was like literally, is this six feet? I'm like literally like with a tape measure in my head. Right. I'm like <laughs> triangulating. Oh now, so how many people have tested positive there now? <sighs> Ten. Too many. Yikes. But 10 out of, yes, yikes. And let's not, I mean, in part two, we could get into like the whole, like what determines like an outbreak in where you shut, like completely shut down. You don't say, mm-hmm. oh, the staff has to still come in because the staff is fully vaccinated and boosted. You guys can still come to it. They didn't know. And that they have no, they had no plan really. Like they had no protocol in place. And especially with this population, like you have, to, that's why I'm, I'm really leery of this variant because even if it's not as bad if it's if it's not as bad or if it is like delta or it can make you know these people are exposed what what is the plan like what you know at what point do you say the contractor's work doesn't get done because the building needs to be decontaminated or the building needs to be you know completely cleaned and the ventilation is terrible and even though the staff is vaccinated there's no reason to put them in harm's way to come in and like count freaking bingo chips like, I was like, you know, crazy. it was crazy. And I literally was like, I said, that's fine. I was the one that, I was the one that said, we need to go get tested on Wednesday. I was the one that pushed them to retest us Wednesday after Monday, because I said, look, this exposure was Friday. We're getting tested on Friday. We're getting tested on Monday for the exposure that was on Friday, on Wednesday, you need to, now that we've been doubly exposed again, six more people tested positive on Friday, we need to be retested on Wednesday. Because yeah, theoretically, absolutely. we shouldn't have even waited the weekend to get rapid tested. But they pushed it, for whatever reason, to that Monday. And then I was like, yeah, no, I'm, un- until everyone gets tested. And then it's like, now, does everybody, we don't even know if they're coming back tomorrow or if it's just going to be us. I have a feeling they're going to be back. But do they all have to have a negative COVID test to come into the building? Like, what, is, what, how, what do we do? Like, yeah, do we know, like, zero. But the protocol is the mask never leaves my face. And yeah. I completely, like, Purell my hands 87,000 times a day. And that's it. Yep. And I keep the door. I have the back door open. And it's freezing, but oh well. Um, yeah. and that's, and that's it. And I do my best to keep reminding them, like, pick up your, you know, they pick up your mask and like, there's no, there's very little social distancing between them. They still eat in the same cafeteria. It's a whole long shlemiel and shlemazali story. And it's just, and I'm the new person. So I'm the one that's going to, wa- I mean, already with my mouth, I'm already like, this is wrong. Yeah. This is wrong. I'm you know, so it's also like. I don't know how to, you know, politics and yeah, I don't, don't get like along. Yeah, they don't like new people coming in and making changes. Well, I, I've never fear. worked, I've never worked in a union before. Well, that's not true because teachers have the stupid TIA, whatever. It, it's really, we have the teachers union, but I wasn't there really long enough to benefit from that. But I was like, listen, how does this union shit work? Like what, who's looking out for who here? You know, yeah. whatever. I don't know. 
I just know that it's crazy. I know that the shit is just watching the news all day and being on Twitter all day is not the healthiest thing. But then it's also like, what do you, it's almost like I want it. I need to know. Like I want to know, but I don't want to yeah. know. Well, yeah. Look what happened when I stepped away for two days. I know. <laughs> Step it's like I turned off the news for two days and, and everything fell apart. It's like, what the hell? Hopefully, I have no idea. Hopefully it'll I pick itself to... back up before like all more. I mean, another wave is going to be, there's no way the healthcare system can handle it. All the doctors and nurses, these poor people are quitting left and right. They're, they're working 87 hour yeah. shifts. I'm complaining about working from eight to four. These people are like literally they're exhausted. in it for, and they're, I mean, they're watching people die. They're like literally yeah. seeing the worst of the worst. And they're just like, fuck it. I'm yeah. not doing this shit anymore. Uh, and yeah, and teachers, they're taking early retirement because they can't deal with it. There was so much subbing. Like there was, it was literally like every single day there, it was every school from yeah. elementary to high school to special ed. I was like, oh my God. And I was like, what's going on? And they were like, teachers are just staying home. They're using their yeah. vacation days. They're not coming back. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. But yeah. this is where we're at. It just. I just don't understand how much worse society can can fall apart. Because I, I just feel like we're teetering right on the edge. Like, yeah, the schools are back open. But, like, around here, we've got school systems shutting down left and right. So they tried to reopen. It's been just an utter failure, yeah. a colossal failure. They've had to shut back down. I, I just feel like the whole societal system is, is just teetering on the edge of collapse. Not to sound... Doom, doom and gloom, but that's how I feel. Like, it's, a val- it's, it's all valid. It's very precarious right now. It is. Right? It is. It's very. It's, the school it's, system. The school system, I think society is, is pretty precarious. I mean, the way it is right now in Congress, I mean, we, we haven't even touched on what's going on. It, oh, my God. We haven't. We haven't even done we'll, we'll do a part. We're going to have to do a part two. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll, we got Bogart. Oh, my God. Yeah. The insanity. The insanity that's going on there. But nobody's stopping it. Like, the problem is nobody on that end is stopping any of the insanity. No. And, and it's... No. That has consequences. I mean, that that has, you know, unfortunately yeah. a lot of consequences. And usually it doesn't work out well for the people that are on the end of their bullshit bullying and all of their hate and crap. And it's never them that are the ones that are, like, facing Yeah, I just anything. feel like it's so disgraceful now. Uh, it used to be... There was a certain decorum in Congress or in the Senate. Yeah. And it, it's all gone. It's just, I feel like there's just a bunch of white trash hillbillies in there now that, I don't know. They are. They are. It's they're disgusting. there. They're there. And they're they're stealing left and right. They're, they're doing shit that, they're doing so much dirt that they think that they're not the biggest hypocrites like walking the planet. You know, they're yeah. the ones stealing from the COVID relief funds. They're the ones that are, you know, doing all so like committing like just so many atrocities that are, you know, on a human rights level that are just so disgusting. Yeah, it's just no it's, consequences, but that's OK. You know, yeah, it's sad. I don't know. And we sound so <laughs> we sound so negative. I know. We talk about something happy. I know, but that's Seriously, why we. That's like, why we jam. That's why we jam. That's why Doris comes to the jam, and that's why that we play so Raffi oh. Christmas songs. She loved it. Yeah. She had so much fun. Oh my gosh, she was just dancing like crazy, and Mo was in there dancing too. Yeah, like, that kid doesn't stop either. 
Oh my gosh, perpetual motion, <laughs> perpetual motion. He never stops. But yeah, they just they had so much fun. That's the that's the that's the best part. That's the good part. She gets such a kick out of it. Yeah, she was bummed last night because the dad showed up just before. He showed up about seven thirty. And she puts her hands on her hips, and she's like, but, Dad, it's almost time for the dance jam. Why did you have to come now? We got to hook her up, so we got to get her. We got to sneak her, like, an iPad or something so that she could, like, log on. I know. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. yeah they don't They don't give them much screen time. I know. It's okay. So. She'll be back. I, I know. My daughter, I says she wishes she had her own, Doris had her own cell phone so she could FaceTime whenever she wanted to. Oh. Because she's got she can only FaceTime with her parents' phone, obviously. Yeah. She's fine, you know. <laughs> and Aaron's like, I just want to buy her a cell phone just just for FaceTiming us so she can FaceTime whatever she wants. I wonder I if that th- – there are those kids' phones that exist out there. That could, are there? Yeah, there are these phones that they can that, – that exist that are literally just like Wi-Fi – like that are locked up. I'll look. I'll look. I remember seeing okay. something like that, but – yeah, five, it's crazy how the technology and these kids today are like. It's a whole nother, it's a whole nother oh, yeah. world out there. But there's yeah. plenty. There's still there's still plenty of good to balance yeah, it out. Yeah, because sometimes when she has my phone, she'll she'll just be flipping through. I, she pretty much stays on photos, but she'll be putting together albums and putting <laughs> them to music. And I'm like, whoa, what are you doing? <laughs> I never even knew you could do that. And she's, she just she's so talented and. They hardly ever give her any cell phone time at all, so I don't know how she learns it. Um, it's it's intuition. They figure it out. I guess. They yeah. Figure, give her some. Give her some tools. Tell Clifford to put some tools in her hand. She'll build you another oven for the garage. <laughs> yeah. There we go. There we go. Did Schmoop ever? Um, decide about getting um, bigger Schmoop a cell phone. You know what? That's an excellent question. I know that um, they just they just had a. Their holiday weekend too was like interesting, um, but I don't know. I think I don't. She's not going to listen to this anyway, so it doesn't matter. I think they got her an Apple Watch. In, oh, nice. I think they got her a refurbished Apple Watch instead of the phone. I'm not sure if the phone thing happened. I know she took the phone in. She went to a party. She went to a, like a bat mitzvah or something, um, and they tested it out and they gave her the phone to take inside and she was like she was fine with just that and then giving it back at the end they did a really they did a really good job of like you know raising them up in in that whole like screen time control situation they're also like they're not they're not normal kids they're like 40 they're like oh they're so smart yeah yeah, they're also they're they're extremely smart and they're extreme they're two completely different people which obviously but you know, they, it's very interesting to see how that like played out over all this, over all this time. Yeah. So yeah, to answer your question, I, I don't thinking, fucking know. At first she was like, well, when she's got some buttons bu- coming up and she said she can just ask her friends to use their phones to call us when she's ready to be picked up. And I thought to myself, man, no 12 year old girl wants to have to go up to her friends and say, can I use your phone to call my parents? Yeah. I don't. They, they just don't want to. I don't know what it's. I don't. I'm not. Sh- for I think she's fine with it. The big schmoop because she really doesn't. She doesn't care that much about what people think. She's not that oh, kid. Good. She good. She she does have like interesting, like social boundaries that that you know she sets for herself. She's really good about like 
like she didn't go to the sleepover. She didn't. She wasn't comfortable doing that. So she like you know her mom was like totally let it willing to do it. The mom, the other mom was like, everyone is vaxxed. Everyone, you know, as much as these kids, most of them had their first shot because they're twelve and thirteen. So yeah. everyone had the parents are vaxxed and all this stuff. And you know, Hallie was totally willing to do it, but she just she wasn't comfortable. And she said that she was the one of the few kids that kept her mask on the whole time inside during the party wow. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. She's so she's very aware and yeah. you know capable of like, you know, deciding for herself. I don't think she's too much of a follower in Good. in that regard, but I don't know I honestly don't know about the I honestly don't know about the phone. I mean Well, the Apple Watch sounds like a great compromise. I know? think so. I think, you know, in terms of like as a watch, I don't know, you can't, like, really, you, I mean, you could text on it with the Wi-Fi and stuff, but you yeah. can't, you know, you could still, and you could talk on it, and, yeah. you, you know, you could walkie-talkie every once in a while, you know, there's things you can yeah. do. Frank can send questions yeah. during the jam. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get questions for the next, we'll get questions for the part two of the, of the, the MB, questions. of the MB pod. Yeah, she comes through with, she comes through with the fun questions, because I think she also, yeah. She also doesn't give a shit. She's like, all right, what, what's everybody's favorite cereal? Or yeah, what's for dinner? And like, going. Yeah, we're yeah. not, yeah, we'll leave the wet burrito talk alone. I know, I now. love it when Frank's at the jam. Yeah, she needs, she, she needs to dip in a little bit more often. Yeah. What's for dinner tonight? We're, let's ask, you're on your own. What's for dinner? You're ordering like you pizza know, and beer? What are you doing? You know, and she was just like, eat or drink, whatever you want, of course. You know, and I was like, I don't know, I haven't even looked around i haven't even thought about it i don't know all right you'll let us you'll let us know in the jam you need listen even you need more than coffee for even i need more than coffee for dinner yeah i don't know they got they got a lot of stuff here oh i forgot to show you i thought i killed this fish i gotta show you this see this little fish tank is there a fish in there fish in there i thought i killed it i was like (laughs) I hope I wasn't supposed to take care of this damn fish because it hasn't moved in a couple hours and then I tapped on this is it sleeping? I think it was sleeping, yeah, because last time I tapped on it, it started moving around. That would have like, sucked. Oh. That would have sucked if you had to flush that sucker. I know. I was like, I don't want to kill the kid's fish. <laughs> You'd you have been like, I gave it a beautiful ceremony. It's fine. Oh, my God. You would have ran out to the damn pet store and got another one and tried to right? replace it. <laughs> You'd be like, I don't know what this is, but I need a duplicate. Oh, it scared me though. I thought that fish is in the same spot for like two hours. Yeah, I was never big on fish for pets. Me neither. Me neither. I don't but get there were it. no instructions about the fish. So All right. No instructions about the fish, nothing about the TV. They left you high and dry. I know. I know. That's all right. I'm good. All right. You'll I'm be good. you'll be fine. You'll be you, Clifford is a FaceTime away. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he's texted me a couple times, been like, You good? You know, you figure everything out. I'm like, Yeah, I'm fine. You're like, hold on, let me ask this person next to me. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Throwing uh, a rager. MB's raging party. She's like, I'm no, out of here gonna, tomorrow. It's going to be fine, you know. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's in a great neighborhood. It's what's going to happen, you know? Nothing. You're the takedown queen. It'll just be one more notch on your takedown <laughs> belt. You'll be all right. It's been a minute. I don't know. It comes don't back. Know it, you know it comes back to you in a second. That's true. That's true. It, it'll yeah. all come back. It's like muscle memory. It's it's all learned. You're you're good to go. I wouldn't doubt it for a second. Nah, I'm fine. I'll be fine. All right. Say bye to all the people on the pod. All right. Bye.
Hi, everybody. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we finally did it. You survived. It wasn't so bad. No, it's just like chatting. Yeah, well, that's because we are chatting. We gave away the seat. Yeah. Do a lot of editing, though. No editing. This goes up at zero editing. Seriously? Frick oh yeah. No editing. That's it. All of it. They get the oh whole deal. From the dead fish, from the almost dead fish, to, <laughs> to the house tour. No, they didn't get the house tour, but that's okay. They got everything no, they else. Get the house. You got the house tour. I got the house tour. All right. All right. The house yeah. tour is good. All right. And I hope the podcast is good. The house tour was great. Uh, if for any reason you have any questions, comments, concerns, you can find MB in person, in real life, in real time, nightly, at the jam, with the fam. 8 o'clock on the Instagram. Wow, that worked out. All right, so this ran uh, over. It's long, but worth it, because MB finally dropped the pod, which by request from basically everybody. So I, it was way more MB, a whole lot less of me, and that's okay. It was the way it was supposed to be. All right, that's it. I'm going to stop talking now. Thanks for listening. You know where to find us, 8 o'clock every night, on the jam, on the Instagram, at Doodleheads. Come talk to MB. Your, your damn self. Uh, thanks for listening. Download us. Subscribe. Tell all your friends. Tell your family. Uh, and tell anybody else that, you know, you might talk to. <laughs> Want to share shit with. I don't fucking know. This is where the rambly end is always horrible. So I'm just going to stop. Thanks for hanging. Peace and hair grease. Let's get the hell out of here. Mm-hmm.